Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, KPMG, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here is Matt Cabry. Welcome into the next exciting edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. We're really thrilled to be joined today by Carl Schmidt, Professor of Practice at Villanova University's College of Engineering and the Director of the RISE Forum. Carl, welcome to Growing Greater Philadelphia. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's uh, it's great to have you here. And I want to learn about RISE. It's one of the few leadership forums in the country dedicated to advancing the field of sustainability for corporations through uh, engineering solutions, database solutions. And we work with a number of Fortune 100 companies, especially many of them in the Philadelphia area, to help them solve some of their sustainability challenges using graduate engineering students on projects for them throughout the semester. That sounds really unique, and it sounds like it's, at times, a lot to wrap a head around. So we're going to dive into a little bit. But before we do that, I do want to say we at Greater Philadelphia, as we're doing business attraction and talent attraction and meeting with companies from around the world who want to learn more about our talent in Greater Philadelphia, top of their list is engineering. And we're really fortunate in Greater Philadelphia to have excellent engineering programs like the one at Villanova University and multiple other ones at Penn and Drexel and University of Delaware and others, Penn State included, that bring about this clustering effect of really talented, informed, and knowledgeable folks who who can add value to any company by using their engineering discipline. And you and your team at RISE are really taking it to the next level and allowing students to get some of that hands-on training. Absolutely. It's the RISE Forum, Resilient Innovation Through Sustainable Engineering. We're providing a leadership forum for Fortune 100 companies, many of them headquartered here in the Philadelphia area, to help solve their sustainability challenges. And and the way we do that is having grad students work on projects for them throughout the semester. They get credit for it, but more importantly, they get practical, real-world experience uh, helping solve some of these tough challenges that companies are facing today in the area of sustainability. So when you say they get practical, real-world experience, they actually go off campus. They leave the classroom, and they go into a company that's part of the forum. Typically, they'll work with a company. We'll set up a scoping meeting to map out the problem, Mm -hmm. get it uh, set for either a semester or two semesters worth of work. And the students work on the scoping, the objectives, key performance indicators, and faculty, like myself, help with the initial chartering of the project. And then we get out of the way, and we let the students do their great work with the companies. They'll meet with them throughout the semester, regular project review meetings, and then at the end of the project, they'll make an executive presentation to the senior leadership team at the company, providing recommendations and solutions that they've come up with. Wow, that's great. And I want to learn more about some of those specific projects, but before we get into those nuts and bolts, I do want to step back for a moment because the the phrase RISE, acronym for Resilient Innovation Through Sustainable Engineering, and that's, that's, a, that's a mouthful and it's a mindful as well. Only an engineer comes up with a, a title like that, right, Carl? But I do want to get into the term because we hear it a lot, but I don't think the average person appreciates the nuance of it. And that's the phrase sustainable and sustainability. And if if you could talk a little bit about that, because you have great experience in that area. Sustainability is not a relatively new concept. It's been around for a number of years. But essentially, if you're looking for a definition, and there are many of them. In fact, we could teach a whole course, a whole semester on the definition. But the official definition from the Brundtland Commission back in the late 80s 
It's how do we meet the social, environmental, and economic needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their needs. So if you think about it, environmental challenges, climate change, scarcity of resources, access to potable water, those are tough challenges that are facing society today, not only here in the States, but all over the world, and especially in developing parts of the world. And many corporations are are struggling to come up with solutions for their products and services, and how are they making the world a better place to live, not only for today, but for the future. And the way I crystallize it is, you know, I'd like my children and my grandchildren to live in a world where they have adequate resources to live comfortably. And that, quite frankly, that's not the case today in many parts of the world. So sustainability is really taking a long-term view of some of these challenges while also addressing short-term pressing issues. Right. One, one of the phrases we use at school is enough for all forever. Mm-hmm. And so as, assuming that you know the world's population has enough resources to live you know, humanely, if you will, enough resources to go around, and having a comfortable, adequate style of life. And that is a challenge in many, many parts of the world, even here in the U.S. Right, right. And you mentioned, you know, in the corporate world. And companies today, and I suspect this is something that has been consistent over time, but it feels like it's really a, a more common, focused approach for companies. They want to be successful. They want to make a product or provide a service. That's their number one objective. But more and more, they want to do it in a way that is helpful and that takes care of our environment or certainly doesn't provide harm the way, you know, historically in the past, you'd have a big company in a certain kind of industry that just plowed through and and left destruction behind them. And more and more, that's you know, not happening anymore because companies are much more responsible. They're much more engaged in the community. And it sounds like you and your team are helping them to address that issue of how do we put together this plan to not only be sustainable, but to do it in a way that is responsible as a corporate citizen. Well, having a a corporate background for many years in leading sustainability efforts for one of the world's largest healthcare companies, sustainability is about the business. It's about reducing cost, reducing risk, driving growth, and improving the reputation or brand of a company. And those are all four key business drivers that any business in any industry has to focus on. Sustainability is directly linked to all four of those business drivers. And smart companies today are doing it through sustainable solutions. That's that's great. And, that, and I'm glad to hear that and glad to see that. And folks, we're talking with Carl Schmidt. He's the director of the RISE Forum at Villanova University. He's also the professor of practice at Villanova College of Engineering. But equally important, Carl, while he doesn't look it, he's also retired from J&J, where he directed J&J's global supply chain and risk management program and also helped develop and implement their first sustainability program. And now he's uh, back at Villanova, because if I understand, you're a proud Villanova graduate as well. Absolutely. And you joined the faculty of Villanova. And take us back to 2015, because my understanding is that's really where the seeds of the RISE program were planted. How did you and your colleagues come up with this idea to really develop an initiative that would distinguish Villanova and its School of Engineering from what other universities may have been doing as well? When I joined the faculty back in 2012, I retired uh, from Johnson & Johnson. My passion was always sustainability. And when I worked at a large worldwide corporation, we often partnered with academic institutions and graduate students, whether it be in environment or business or public health. And we often found they bring a fresh, crisp perspective to many of the challenges that we faced. 
So on the faculty at the Villanova College of Engineering, uh, we put our heads together and say, why don't we create or develop a similar program here on sustainability? And that's how the RISE form came to be, resilient innovation through sustainable engineering. While there's many sustainability programs in the U.S. and, and worldwide from university perspectives, ours is one of the few leadership forums dedicated to sustainability through engineering solutions, database solutions, and looking at business, environmental, economic, technology challenges, and through a whole systems perspective. And we tie it into innovation, which is so critically important to any business mm-hmm. anywhere in the world. Totally, yeah. So we use the word form, and many folks, when they hear that term form, they think it's a, it's a meeting or a gathering, like a conference of some sort. But in this case, while it's, it's an appropriate use of the term, it means something a little bit different. You, you still gather, but you do it in a little bit of a different way. So it's not a once-a-year kind of conference that people are invited to. It's, it's actually an ongoing relationship. It's an ongoing dialogue we have with the member companies. So we, we do have two uh, meetings a year, two forums a year. Mm-hmm. We bring together uh, industry executives, engineers, technical personnel, and have them talk about some of the challenges that they're facing. But they also get to see a compilation of some of the student projects that they've been working on throughout the past semester. So it's a conversation, a dialogue on their pressing challenges. They get access to top talent in this field. We also discuss and share leading research on the area. And throughout the year, we have numerous meetings with uh, the member companies on best practices and sustainability, which mm-hmm. they can share. And it's a, it's a win-win for the students and for the companies together. The students get practical application, real-world experience, solving uh, real-world problems. The companies um, get a fantastic value getting to see uh, new solutions to some of their challenges and access to top talent in this field. Mm-hmm. And you're going in with the students to work on some, uh, you know, what are commonly referred to as the consulting projects, or there's a problem that needs to be solved at a particular company. If you're able, share with us some of those companies that are part of the Villanova Rise Forum. So right now we have about 12 members in the forum, mm-hmm. um, Boeing, uh, not only here in the Philadelphia area, but out in Seattle as well. Merck uh, is a leading company, pharmaceutical, Comcast, FMC, Camores is joined the membership as well. So we have 12 to 13 members and a number of others joining. And we look for almost an industry-wide representation. We'd rather get one or two companies from each sector Mm -hmm. rather than a number in the telecommunications area or the banking uh, area. Right, right. So you're looking for diversity as well in terms of industry. Absolutely, absolutely. And the Villanova students who come from different backgrounds within engineering, it's mechanical, it's chemical. It's a truly interdisciplinary representation. So Mm -hmm. mechanical, civil, electrical, engineers, as well as a few arts and science, biology, science majors. Uh, We we even have a few MBA students doing the projects. Mm -hmm. And it's this interdisciplinary background, I think, that makes up the team membership. We'll have anywhere from three to four Students work on a project, uh, typically chaired by myself or another faculty member, and it's that diversified experience that brings together innovative solutions to some of the challenges the companies face. And having that interdisciplinary approach of a student who's coming at a business perspective paired with a student who's coming at it maybe from a humanities or, or a liberal arts perspective and, and a couple engineering minds in the room really adds that diversity to come up with solutions that maybe wouldn't have happened if we didn't have that eclectic gathering. 
Absolutely. I, the unique aspect of our program is we're looking at database solutions. Mm-hmm. So not just the business case, but doing the tools, the engineering tools, life cycle assessment, root cause analysis, uh, helps companies to think holistically about the problem. So we want to solve the problem once and for all. Many of today's challenges are a Band-Aid approach, mm-hmm. and oftentimes they, while well, the problem's fixed, I call it the whack-a-mole uh, problem. So it may pop up in another week or two or month in another area. So solving the root cause of the problems using this whole systems approach, life cycle thinking, is one of the foundational elements of our program. And it makes sense because you're all about sustainability. So you don't want a, a short-term solution that you're going to be right back to the same drawing board uh, six or months later. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. How about if you're able to, using you know very general terms, unless you're comfortable sharing a very specific uh, case study that the team worked on and the problem and what the solution was? So one of the, our first companies, Boeing, came to us with a problem they're facing in designing commercial aircraft, uh, the 777 and 787, using composite fiber material to make the plane lighter weight, which helps in fuel economy, obviously. But they had a challenge trying to find a way to recycle and reuse that material. There wasn't many existing markets available. So a team of engineers got together, graduate students with the faculty, and in a semester-long project, were able to identify new markets for recycling and reusing that composite fiber material. Hmm. The design engineers in Seattle loved it because they weren't aware of that solution before. So we're helping them solve a problem. Another example would be uh, Merck, one of our pharmaceutical customers, helping them look at the packaging that comes. Sometimes vaccines are shipped in the styrofoam containers, which aren't easily to recycle. Mm-hmm. So a team of students two years ago looked at the problem and came up with some innovative, different, more sustainable materials that could be considered for shipping product out to uh, consumers and use consumers. Comcast, we help them look at their reporting initiatives for sustainability and what are some of the right key performance indicators and strategies they should use to communicate with their customers and shareholders. Here's what we're doing about the environment and sustainability in general. And those metrics and how they matter to people and what metrics do matter to people for a company like Comcast and more importantly, their customers that cause them to say, wow, I didn't realize Comcast was caring about our environment so much. What I loved about the three examples you just gave with Boeing and Comcast and um, was it J&J? Merck. Merck, sorry. Is, and I know this sounds a little self-serving, but it's happening right here in greater Philadelphia. The, the students who are coming out of Villanova, who are currently at Villanova, are coming up with really novel solutions to significant problems. And that is generating new opportunities. And, and again, it's, it's happening right here in our community. Well, one of the phrases in sustainability is think global, act local. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this case, it's perfect. So virtually all of our member companies are global companies. Virtually all of them have an operation or headquartered in the Philadelphia area. So while we're solving a solution for the Philadelphia area, it's usually applicable for the rest of the world for their products and services. So it's able to be leveraged in many different ways beyond just the Philadelphia area. And you know what's unique about what you're doing and you and your team are at Villanova's College of Engineering with the RISE program, whether you look at this or not, but it struck me, you're really a small business operating within the college. And you're teaching classes as a professor, but you're also running this operation where you have you know, a set of goals and objectives that you have to deliver on. And I suspect there's a little bit of a P&L operation going on there as well. And you have to really think through running an operation. And I suspect that lends very well to the teams you're engaging at the different businesses who are part of the forum. 
Sure. The RISE Forum has been wildly successful beyond our uh, initial goals and objectives. And in fact, we're hopefully engaging more newer members uh, joining the RISE Forum. But to your point, the way we measure it is by the enrollment in the program. It's one of the fastest growing programs in the College of Engineering. One of the reasons is it's that real-world practical experience we're bringing into the classroom for the students to get a taste of the corporate world and applying that. And the end result is not only a completed project with a good solution, potential employment opportunities for them as they graduate. Right, right. And I suspect some young people are probably in a situation where they participate in this program, and as learning is supposed to do, they may say, you know what, this this isn't really for me. I don't think I want to be an engineer. I don't think I want to focus on an MBA. I want to really focus on this area. And we've talked with many students who, who say after they go through an internship or go through a specific process, they learn that this may not be the right fit for them. But to your point, they also get a job opportunity, and they can start a new career. One of the best testimonials we get from students after they graduate is the ability to make a difference. And millennials today going through school and college, they want to be able to have a lasting impact. And this is a great foundational program for them to test the waters and come up with a uh, solution or a method or recommendation for a company that the company will actually implement. And they later on in their life, they can look back and say, well, I helped make that solution come, come to life for such and such a company. So it's this ability to make a difference, have an impact for the world from a social, environmental, or economic position. And let's talk a little bit about the greater Philadelphia region and how that lends to the success of the program out at Villanova with the RISE program. I suspect there's some ingredients that we have in our assets across the 11-county neighborhood of northern Delaware and southeastern Pennsylvania and southern New Jersey that make up greater Philadelphia that are unique enough that really allow the RISE program to thrive? Absolutely. The diversity of industry here in the Philadelphia area, I think, is one of our key success factors. Usually in a corporation or in a company in your own sector, you know what the best practices are, and you're applying them on a day-to-day normal course of operation. The true innovation, hence the term uh, RISE, comes from best practices in other industries that, that you're not participating in. And when we have our dialogues and meetings and forums, you can see light bulbs going off around the room from member companies saying, oh, there's an aircraft company solved that problem that we didn't have in the financial or banking industry. Or a telecommunications company looking at a consumer goods company saying, there's an innovative approach that we haven't really thought about before. So innovation comes from the diversity of companies that we have in this area. And I think that's one of our critical success factors. In addition to that, if I understand it correctly, I think you're native to greater Philadelphia. Yes. So you can appreciate all the assets we have, but you can also appreciate the connections and the touch points as you're building this program to be able to say, hey, I know somebody, or at least I know the individual who knows somebody at that organization. I can pick up the phone and call them and make that happen. Well, I have a good network, obviously, from many years in the corporate world and traveled extensively globally for uh, for many years for Johnson & Johnson. And through that career, you build up a healthy Rolodex of contacts. And being able to leverage that now and bring more companies to the table. But we have quite a bit of that in the Philadelphia area just by itself. You look at every major industry group, we have a global leader, if you will, in most industries right here in the Philadelphia area. So we like to work with Philadelphia-based or the tri-state area uh, companies. And what we find is they'll often leverage the benefits of the program through other parts of their organization globally and nationally. 
We're talking with Villanova University's Carl Schmidt. He's director of the RISE Forum and a professor of practice at the Villanova College of Engineering. And RISE stands for Resilient Innovation Through Sustainable Engineering. Carl, where do you think the RISE program is going to be in three, five, ten years down the road? We see it as an integrative approach to our education process, you know, combining, if you will, the practices that we teach and curriculum in, in the university level with real-world experience, and it's blending the theory with the practice. And when you bring that together for students, that has a lasting impact with them, and it helps them make better career choices and decisions. And it's a more holistic educational experience for them. Uh, We've been in existence since 2015, and some of our graduates now from the college and from the RISE program look back on these projects as kind of the entry point for them into the corporate world, working for NGOs, non-government organizations, consulting organizations. Some even go on to further academic career with PhD degrees. Wow. And I suspect you measure this in different ways, but three come to mind for me. The number of students that enroll in Villanova and specifically are attracted there because of the RISE program. The number of companies that ultimately choose to participate as a member of the forum, the RISE forum. And then I suspect you're measuring in different ways the number of projects that you work on and the impact of those projects. Great point. We often say in class, what gets measured gets managed. Mm-hmm. So you have to have key performance indicators for any type of program. Obviously, we, the member companies, we have goals set internally for we want to grow by X percent for each year. Sure. Students working on the projects in the past three years, we've had over 50 projects across many different industries, sectors, working on a number of different uh, challenges, climate change, supply chain, green product design, stakeholder engagement, which is a very big issue with many, many corporations. So we're measuring our not only internal uh, performance, but also the best way is from customer feedback and testimonials. Mm -hmm. And what we're finding now, many of our member companies are inviting their suppliers and customers to engage in this dialogue with the program and essentially having a whole impact on their supply chain. That's got to be really flattering, not only when you have a repeat customer. But you wouldn't have a repeat customer who's recommending you and your program to their peers and their vendors and their partners. That's really satisfying. It really is. And it cuts at the big picture that we're trying to approach here, you know, helping companies move from having a less bad impact on the environment to a more positive impact, moving from a footprint to a handprint. And more and more companies are recognizing the value of sustainability in their business strategies. And as I said, it's one of the leading attractions for the millennials in the workforce today. What's a company's core values? What are they doing on sustainability? Some are very mature at it and recognize that benefit, but newer companies are coming along and say, we need to engage and attract local talent in this space, and we're helping to fill that void. Absolutely, and using that as an opportunity to pivot a little bit, and maybe to a little bit of a lighter topic, talking about Carl Schmidt and Greater Philadelphia, Villanova as a university has been a huge booster for the greater Philadelphia region in attracting talent. I think everybody knows Villanova, certainly for a stellar basketball program. But as we know, Villanova is much more than just basketball uh, with a law school, engineering, business school, the stellar rise program coming out of the engineering program as well. And I wonder what reaction do you get from folks, your peers, when you're traveling and you tell folks, one, you work in Villanova at Villanova University, and two, that you live in the greater Philadelphia region. And, and how, do you, how do you engage them about where you live? I'm a Philadelphia guy, born and bred here, yep. and worked in the, both in the city and the suburbs for many years. 
I love the area. It's a hotbed for education, for business. And what I like about the Villanova connection, it ties in with our core values. Uh, so at the school, the Augustinian values of caritas, unitas, and veritas, you know, love, care, trust, respect, that emanates through the entire program, not just the engineering program. But we try to work those core values into a lot of our curriculum and into the projects. So we're not just looking at truly environmental issues at, at itself, but also social equity issues, trust, respect, building you know, brownfield development projects, urban infrastructure, and addressing a lot of the softer social impacts that often get left behind. Mm-hmm. So in all of our projects, we use a philosophy called STEEP, and it's a holistic approach. It stands for social, technology, economic, environmental, and political issues. And when we solve a problem, making sure we're addressing all those key issues and coming up with a holistic, workable, and feasible solution. And does the steep kind of approach, does that resonate with young people when they, you know, select Villanova as their place of higher learning? We're finding uh, more and more students who are enrolling in the program. That's what distinguishes us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a great engineering program. But the sustainability field, as I mentioned before, is truly interdisciplinary. So you have to put on many different hats. It's pulling in humanities and social justice, geopolitical issues that an engineer in the past, myself, I'm a graduate, you know, I I no longer obviously use a slide rule when I'm solving problems. But back in the day, it was coming up with a solution to five decimal points. Mm -hmm. And the answers were usually black or white. Most of today's problems and challenges are rarely black and white. They fall in that gray zone. And it's looking at a problem from so many different perspectives. And that's why the steep framework that we use helps open engineers' minds to the realm of possibilities. And rather than having one solution, looking at a number of alternatives, feasible alternatives, and rating the impacts uh, for the company and their stakeholders and customers. So we were talking a little earlier about sustainability as a way of doing business. And as we mentioned, it's not a terribly new kind of concept, but it certainly is much more popular today. And I'm curious if you could share your perspective, not just as a professor at Villanova University, but working for a global pharmaceutical company throughout your career in that space of business operations and helping to start a sustainability program. What triggered this embracing of sustainability as a business practice that can't be left off the table? Well, number one, stakeholders. Consumers, customers, investors, which is a very big deal now, are asking companies, what are you doing for sustainability? What's your platform? What are your goals and objectives? It's no longer enough just to focus on the P&L for the next quarter or, or six months. You have to be thinking long-term about these green products and services that you're providing. What type of footprint or impact are they having on the environment, on the community? Your packaging for your products, how does that get recycled, reused? Mm -hmm. The concept of the circular economy is very popular now, keeping materials in play rather than disposing them in a landfill. So all these factors are business factors, and many of these corporations are faced with these issues today, and it's becoming much more prevalent. Uh, Companies are recognizing it, but more importantly, their customers and consumers are demanding, what are your plans and objectives and goals in this space? So not to oversimplify it, it's not just what companies are doing and what investors and community and customers are asking them, but it's how they're doing it. Exactly. It's not the what or how. As I mentioned before, many of yesterday's solutions were simplistic and and solved one problem. But today's challenges in the food energy nexus, renewable energy, climate change, you know, I mentioned uh, potable water, access to that. 
the food deserts that exist even in Philadelphia. You know, mm-hmm. Having the availability of food, uh, for edible food on a daily basis is a challenge. So many of these challenges are complicated in nature, and you need to take this whole systems approach to really think about coming up with robust, healthy alternatives to consider that will provide uh, the company's lasting value, and more importantly, provide answers for their customers and consumers. I'm going to put you on a spot, uh, hopefully not too much, with this question. You know, you're given projects that are identified by a company who joins the form, the RISE form at Villanova's engineering program, and they say, this is our problem, we're looking for a solution. Is there a problem out there from your view as a proud resident of the greater Philadelphia region, a proud native of Philadelphia, that, you know, whether or not a company comes to you and sponsors, if you will, this problem-solving process, is there something out there that you think really needs to be solved that a program like RISE could actually help with? Well, there's so many great problems out there and there so, li- so little time. If I look at the, the ball, big orb, if you will, of challenges, climate change clearly is one. You know, how do we reduce our uh, dependence on fossil fuels and move to renewable energies, technologies, solar, wind, uh, geothermal is a, um, a big challenge. And, and most companies have recognized that now are trying to address that. But even in the world of, as I said before, you know, access to health care, you know, medicines is very limited worldwide. There's so many members of emerging markets, developed markets that don't have access to proper health care, nutrition, basic needs, food, water, clothing, shelter. We run a number of projects, not in the RISE program, but with our service learning program, where we go to Nicaragua, Panama, mm-hmm. Philippines, India, Ghana looking at meeting basic human needs, access to potable water, access to power. You know, I'd say almost 20% of the world's population doesn't have access to potable water on a daily basis. So we get our students involved in projects where they can help provide some meaningful solutions to help ease that pain. Topics that many of us take for granted absolutely, uh, because it's part of our everyday life. And I love the fact that the reach of Villanova University, the faculty and the students is going way beyond Villanova and the main line and greater Philadelphia, and it's touching people around the world with really dynamic, impactful, life-altering solutions. And that's something you should be really proud of. I know I am, knowing that uh, friends and colleagues associated with Villanova are making that kind of investment of time and resources. Mm -hmm. So we're talking with Carl Schmidt. Carl's a proud native to Philadelphia. He's director of the RISE Forum and professor at Villanova University in the College of Engineering. Carl, I do want to touch on a little bit of a lighter note. What do you love about Philadelphia, having grown up here? When you tell friends and family who are coming to visit, you say, you got to check out this part of uh, of Philadelphia. It could be social. It could be uh, something, um, you know, really unique or, or not. Uh, the cultural opportunities are endless. Uh, obviously, I'm a huge sports fan, so it's a great time to be in Philadelphia. Absolutely. Um, and obviously, uh, at Villanova, it's a fantastic time to be a member of the Villanova community. But Philadelphia has, has everything. The diversified industry base, the educational opportunities, uh, recreational opportunities, the Poconos, the Shore. Um, you're only a couple hours away from New York uh, or, or Washington, D.C., but it's a hotbed for vibrant living, sustainable living. In fact, uh, I, I actually believe Philadelphia is one of the more sustainable cities. One of our alumni actually is the director of sustainability for the city of Philadelphia. Oh, excellent. So he or she got great training. <laughs> uh, not through our program, unfortunately, before the RISE program, but she's right. an arts and science uh, alum. 
Yeah, well, it's clearly her experience at Villanova has prepared her well for the role she's taking sure. on in the city of Philadelphia. Sure. That's great. So we're talking with um, Carl Schmidt. He leads uh, RISE, Resilient Innovation Through Sustainable Engineering at Villanova University in the College of Engineering. Carl, thank you so much for joining us. We really are pleased and proud that we're able to have you on uh, Growing Greater Philadelphia and the great work that you and your team are doing, not only in the greater Philadelphia region, but around the world. Matt, thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. Hey, this segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to us by Independence Blue Cross. They're a proud sponsor of Select Greater Philadelphia. Independence Blue Cross is the largest health insurer of the Philadelphia region, serving more than 2.5 million people locally and 8.5 million people in 23 states and Washington, D.C. You can learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. Check out all of our podcasts and tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. on Talk Radio 1210 WPH. Thanks so much for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia.